0: Brilliant Horizons, a leadership mastermind podcast, a place where you'll find leadership and entrepreneurial inspiration from two highly experienced coaches, Jennifer Doza and Karen Smith. This show is about inspiring, encouraging, and empowering you along the journey to your dream that lies ahead on the Brilliant Horizon. No matter what stage of life or business you are currently in, we hope you'll find value, a fresh perspective, a deeper faith, and renewed hope to fulfill your God-given callings. Welcome to the Brilliant Horizons podcast. Well, hello, Karen. Hello, Jennifer. How are you this week? I am doing great, my friend. How are you? I'm doing really well.
1: We're into the first week of the new year, and I hope everyone's goals are off to a good start. That first week of the new year always feels so exciting and full of potential and you're making a good start on your goals. Hopefully you guys had a chance to listen to last week's episode on leveling up your goals for your business. And this week we wanted to continue our conversation around that because if you don't schedule your goals, there won't be any goals happening
0: nobody's going to schedule them. I take that back because there are people that will take liberty with my schedule and will fill it up with things to do, but it's not things that I want to do. Yeah.
1: You really have to be diligent about maintaining what your priorities are and what you're actually going to accomplish or time will get away from you for sure.
0: Yes. I know my, my kids, my husband, family obligations, just there's so many things that can fill up my schedule. If I am not diligent about making sure that I'm on top of it.
1: For sure. And I think that's where um, everyone's going to find some really great values in our conversation today. Is really how do you make um, scheduling your goals a priority so that you can actually accomplish something? Because There's nothing uh, more demoralizing than watching this beautiful goal that you created and are passionate and inspired about just not happen. We're going to give you guys some tips today about making that actually happen. That way you can actually see those beautiful goals that you have and desires for more come to actual fruition into this physical world we live in.
0: I love that word, fruition. I use that one a lot when I'm talking about manifesting and, and making things happen.
1: It really is. It's just like a a beautiful apple tree brings fruit out in the right season, it's because the farmer actually watered and fertilized the tree and, and made sure it had what it needed and your goals were no different. Whatever you schedule is what happens. And there's an old saying, and I'm not sure who it should be credited to, but it's that old saying that says our calendars and our checkbooks reflect our true priorities. Mm. If we took a look at your calendar today and your checkbook today, would it reflect what you say are your new goals for the year? whether that be working out and eating healthy or growing your business, starting your business, or simply scheduling more rest time and downtime. If you're not actually going to take the time to do that, you are going to slow down your momentum. And we know that momentum creates success and success creates abundance and We all want more of that in our life.
0: You know, and I don't know about you. Some people look at having a schedule or, you know, having a system as a negative thing. I really look at that as a positive thing because I know that I personally and my children thrive on a schedule. It's something that I implemented pretty much from the day they were born was a schedule. Just really tried to listen to what that schedule was for them. Um, and then from there, I just continued a schedule and it was anytime we went off schedule, like holiday breaks, since we just finished up with that, I let the kids stay up later, you know, they're teenagers, so they want to sleep late and stay up late. Um, and, and I let them do that over the holidays, but then it's, as we get a day or two before school goes back into session, I'm like, Hey, let's get back on schedule because it's really beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. And for me, <laughs> yeah, and for you. <laughs> I love it.
1: So Jennifer, one of the things that we wanted to talk to everyone about today is what are some practical application steps that they can take to actually schedule their goals and their priorities, some tips on that, and then also discuss a little bit of a difference between whether you're more of a strategic planner or maybe you're a little bit more detailed in your planning and some, some tips and helpful things there as well. Why don't you start and just tell us a little bit about what method do you like to make sure you get your goals actually scheduled?
0: To get my goals scheduled, uh, you know, we talked a lot about that last week and those hunks, chunks, bites, and nibbles and how I break things down. And so that really prioritizes my time when it comes to business. Now, I think there's two things here when it comes to scheduling. There is scheduling my personal life. And they're scheduling my business life. And that is, I know I have either an eight hour day, a four hour day, a one hour day, or even 15 minutes to touch on my business. I'm going to make sure that I am utilizing the best of my time. So let's just go with a standard, um, let's just say an eight hour day.
1: All right. So Jennifer, you were mentioning about how you schedule your business work at business work calendar differently than you do your family. So why don't you give us a little bit of an idea about how you tackle your business goals and calendar?
0: Sure. My business calendar is going to be different because I'm going to take a block or a period of time. Um, I use my planner. I am an hourly appointment tracker. That's just what works best for me. I've used it in the past where I just kind of have an open schedule and just prioritize things on there. But I really like using that hourly for me. Because I know from this time to this time, I'm going to be working. Or if that changes on a daily basis, I'm going to know uh, what works, you know, at what time for me, especially scheduling appointments as a coach or doing hourly appointments or 30 minute sessions. And so that, that's what really works best for me. If I have, this is your side gig and you have 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour to touch your business per day. I want to definitely know when my schedule is that tight, what I'm doing that day and how I'm spending that. 15 minutes to an hour. So I will actually schedule and prioritize based on that time slot.
1: And I love that. I think that's a really important difference that you bring up because you are going to have some different goals in your life. Maybe you have a family priority, um, or you have a, if you work your business full time, or if you have a side hustle, or even the difference I noticed between how I schedule um, coming from corporate as an executive in corporate America, where I had an executive admin who helped with that versus being an entrepreneur. So I think that's a really important difference that you you highlight if you have short time blocks to do that
0: my schedule is in different color blocks I use different colors to signify whether something is green to me is money and so that always means I've got money coming in for that task I highlight it green and my family has one color if I'm doing Any kind of phone calls or trainings, that's in a different color. Uh, So I really have mine color coded. And if you do any kind of task where you have to use any certain pay codes to get paid, that's another great way to do that. Assign a color to a specific code. And that way, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not logging in and out in a certain pay code, you can go back and track that time.
1: Ooh, I really like that. And, and you know, particularly as entrepreneurs where you get paid for your time or specific products that you're doing, and, and we're specifically talking about business goals. So obviously there is um, income tied to those things. And I think that's really important. Like if you're saying you want to grow your business, maybe one of your, our example of Steve selling all his million apples, you know, <laughs> he needs to make sure that he has the priority in his calendar reflecting reflecting time spent selling the apples. And it's really amazing how many times when we look at our calendars, it doesn't reflect what our actual goal is. And and I would really encourage our listeners, even if you need to just put us on pause for a moment and go grab your actual calendar and just start looking at it and, and don't judge yourself in terms of being harsh on yourself, but just ask yourself, does it really reflect the goals that I actually have? You know one of my personal goals is I study a little bit every morning on a certain concept that I'm trying to really learn and engage with. And I just know that as I'm journaling and doing my 15 minutes of that study, it's got to be on the calendar because if it's not a priority to me, I'm not going to learn that concept and be able to share with other people. And it's the same thing of when you're doing what I call IPAs or income producing activities, you've got to get those on the calendar. And for those of you who are entrepreneurs, there is no boss over your shoulder saying, did you make any money today? That has to be your own accountability. And I would even suggest to, to those of you who are in direct sales or net work marketing or any other full-time or side hustle type business that really there isn't a boss. Maybe you have a part-time corporate job and a part-time direct sales, and no one is going to do that work for you. And so you always have to schedule your calendar as if you are the owner of the business, not just the person who works in the business. And that's really important to take the time to do.
0: That's a great point, Karen, because we may have a lot of people that are now working from home. I had the opportunity of working from home for 16 years prior to covid so i really had that mastered before before it was a trend setting thing so <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like I had the bumps in the road where I really had the opportunity to figure out what my peak period of the day was for me mentally, that I seem to be better and sharper first thing in the day. And like most people, I kind of decline towards that afternoon time. What are some of the things that I can do during that time to pick up myself and, and keep myself going when I'm getting a little drained? Now I can, you know, stand and work at my desk or Uh, You know, maybe I decide to take a quick 15 minute walk outside when it's a nice day just to bring that energy level back up instead of constantly having to tap into the caffeine. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my coffee. So, of course, I want to have coffee whenever it's offered to me, but I definitely (laughs) want to go to sleep at night, too. So don't want to pump too much caffeine to myself.
1: That's what I'm getting you for Christmas, your own espresso maker. We're going to just install it right on the
0: wall above your computer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can you imagine me on full-time espresso? I would be off the charts crazy. Well, you brought up a really great point about energy. I
1: think that that's another really effective calendar scheduling tool is to observe your natural energy flows. For example, I know certain times of the day I'm really productive and I'm rested and I'm just kind of in this perfect alignment and flow for being really productive. And I schedule some of my harder tasks for that time. Or for example, when I left corporate America, Mondays at corporate America used to be insane and I hated them. I dreaded them every Sunday night. And so one of the ways that I changed my calendar as an entrepreneur is I make Monday mornings fun. And that way I get, and of course, as an entrepreneur, you never really stop working, but um, I tend to use Mondays as um, mornings, particularly as like a really inspiring way to start my week. So I might have a new book I'm reading, or I might have a quote that I want to reflect on, or I kind of review my goals, how I did. Last week, or is that still important to me? Review my why. And then I might schedule like Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. I I might do what I call more of work in the trenches, where I'm actually working in the business on particular items. And I think everyone just kind of has to figure out their own energy flow. You know, if you're a young mom with four kids, needing to get them out the door to school, you're probably not going to try to do much before they're gone to school or now that you have all your kids. Um, at home for Zoom school or maybe your homeschool mom, you know, look for those little pockets of time where you really are best at what you do and leverage that for yourself.
0: I know for me personally, before I had children, you know, I could get up and I had like this routine that I did every day before work and then would head off to the office. And it just, it worked and flowed really well for me. Now that I have children, it seems like it's it's about the children, getting them off to school or getting them settled into their routine, you know, sitting down with a Bible study or doing a workout first thing in the morning is not good for me. I'm still in that habit. It's the end of the day. That really works best for me to sit down and do a Bible study and and do a workout. If one's going to get in, uh, that's the best time for me really looking at your schedule. And I think this is the big takeaway from today's call, Karen, from today's podcast, Karen, look at what works best for you. Not Karen said she does this. So I have to do this. It's really about what works for you. And that's the most important thing is that whether, and I, I tell my clients this, you can, Go out and bite whatever system you want, whatever calendar, whatever planner, whatever training program is out there for the business that you work in. But what really matters is what works for you. And if it's taking, well, I like this piece from this trainer and I like this piece from this trainer, great. Combine them and make, you know, I would make my own system. So I use this XYZ system and this system over here and I create a Jennifer system. And that's what works for me. Do what works best for you personally. Doesn't have to be, you know, Karen's system, mind system. If those work for you, great. But do what works best for you.
1: I know for myself, I'm a little bit old fashioned. I love paper and pen. There's just something about connecting words on a paper. Um, I really like to write and I feel like it's a gift of mine. And I find that I have a deeper connection when I'm writing something physically. And yet I have other friends, they have, you know, five busy teenagers and they have to be connected on an electronic calendar calendar because they've got so much that they're taking care of. And so the biggest piece is really finding something that you will actually do because how many of us all have planners that we've bought or calendar systems and we just don't use them. The same thing too, of if you're going to spend all your time filling out the calendar, but not take any action on it, then it's probably not the right system for you. I would also say a lot of times we'll pick a calendar system, but then we either won't actually schedule the item that we need to do or the action that we'll take, or we schedule it, but we still don't take it. That's where you have to go back and say, one, is this the right system or planner or calendar for me? Or am I putting things on my calendar that I actually intend to do? I think this is where, like we talked in last week's episode was, are you really connected to the emotional why around your actual goal? If you are, you will take the time to schedule it. And then you will take the time to execute it. You know, many people in the new year have a, 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 resolution or a goal to say, walk more. Well, if you're going to put down on your calendar that you walk from six to 7am or maybe three to four in the afternoon, block that time in your calendar. Because if you see that there, when someone calls and says, Hey, can I book a coaching session? Or Hey, can you pick up my kid? You can look at that and say, no, I'm already booked. And this is something I want to reiterate to people is, is it's important that you schedule your personal priorities, along with your family and your business uh, things in calendar blocking, because if you don't, when someone calls and needs your help, or there's a change of plans or a client needs a booking, if you don't have your piece recorded, you will end up giving that time away to somebody else's goal instead of yours. And each time that you don't keep that promise to yourself and you break that promise to yourself, you, you break this energetic tie that actually slows down the momentum of your goal really make sure you schedule it and then make sure that you keep it.
0: Yes, and I'm so glad you brought up um, calendar blocking. This is something that is one of the first steps that I will work with my clients on is, are you calendar blocking? Do you just hold up your calendar and it looks like spaghetti was thrown to the wall and whatever (laughs) sticks gets done? If that is the case, then we need to work through your calendar. That needs to be one of the first things that we do. Calendar blocking is going to be key. And when I say calendar blocking, what I'm meaning is, You're going to take those things that are priorities in your life. I'm going to use my calendar, for example. The first three things that go on my calendar are my family's needs, my faith, and then anything that I need to do for me personally. Those are the first three things that go on my calendar. That way they take precedent on that calendar before anything else gets in there. If I'm taking my work schedule and I'm putting that on my calendar first and then trying to fit my family in, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work at all. So your family should take priority, or you should take priority on your calendar before anything else. The next things that are going to go in there are: what is that next list of priorities? If it is your work schedule, then fill in those times that you know you need. Most of us have a work schedule that we can fill in there, with eight to five, Monday through Friday, and that should go in there. Um, a workout time, if that is something that is one of your Type Three priorities. Put that on that calendar and make sure, as Karen said, that you are doing that consistently. It should be up to you whether you want to break that promise to yourself of working out or going for a walk. That should go on your calendar. And then you can look at the gaps that you have. And that's really important, especially if you are a, I say yes to everything person. If you are a person that doesn't know how to say no, you really better know your calendar. And one of the tips that I give my clients is to say, you know, I would love to participate in that, or I would love to help you with that, but can you give me 24 hours to think about it? And then that 24 hours gives me that time to reflect on. How does this really fit in my schedule? Am I having to give anything up to help this other person? Where does that fit in? And then it really does help you. Oh gosh, I would love to help you for the day, but all I have is an hour or two hours or whatever that time block is that you can allow and offer them that time.
1: And I I really love that because it it helps you say yeah. It actually helps you say yes to more things, but to more things that are actually in alignment with where you feel you're called to help. Um, You know, if, if you're feeling called to accomplish this particular goal, whether it be in your family or in your business, but you are constantly saying yes to things that are not in alignment with that, then you are going to not make any progress to your goal. And that's what that calendar blocking I really love is. You can look at your calendar and say, hey, I said my goal was to sell a million dollars worth of apples in this first quarter. Does my time actually reflect that? You know, when you look at your business calendar, does it say that, does the work on my calendar reflect that I'm going to spend the time on the activities that I need to sell a million dollars. A lot of us get really caught up in what I call busy work or our to-do lists. And we often make to-do lists that are at odds with our real goals. And it gets really tempting to do the to-do list before you actually work on your goals, I would really encourage you guys don't judge yourself when you look at it, but just be honest with yourself and say, if I'm really inspired about my goal, then why am I doing useless tasks that drain my energy or keep me from getting that really ask yourself what are you getting out of that i'll give a perfect example in my own life i have something i'm working on as a goal in my own life it's requiring me to change some habits in terms of reaching that goal i'm gonna have to do some things differently i was not putting it on my calendar if you knew what the actual goal was and what i was trying to do you'd probably just laugh because it's that simple but the reality was is i was allowing busyness and a to-do list that seemed important to cover up this dread that I had about stepping into this new goal. But once I sat down and I started doing some work around, why am I dreading this goal? Like switching that energy over to like, I get to do this goal. I am blessed to have this opportunity. This is a life-changing decision. I get to work on this. It became easier to actually get it scheduled on my calendar. And something that I thought was going to be really hard, where I was like, "Ugh, I don't want to do this." We all have tasks like that. It became now it's something that I'm looking forward to. Where. I get to create this. I get to bring this to the world. It still makes me uncomfortable, but now that I'm scheduling it and then each day that I complete that actual activity that drives me closer to the goal, it builds my confidence. It calms me down. It's beginning to get easier and it's easier to talk about. And it's easier to start bringing it into the physical reality of that. And it's something that's going to bless a lot of people. So it just reminds me of, okay, I know this is hard, but is it on your calendar? And that's where each one of you just has to sit down and say, if my goal's actually really important to me, I'll get it on my calendar. And even if you only know one thing to do today, schedule that. And you'll be amazed also how much fuel you add to your goal achievement And when you look back over your last quarter and you realize like, man, I actually made a lot of, um, a lot of progress. One of the things that I really liked that we used to do in corporate America was we would sit down and we would look back over the previous quarter and say what worked really well and what do we need to do better in this quarter? It was really encouraging to see what we had actually accomplished and particularly when we had times where we were moving very quickly and accelerating on income producing activities, and we were really making amazing progress towards goals, how that momentum just kept carrying you on and on. And we would see goals realized even faster. Whereas if we didn't schedule those goals, nothing got done. And then you began to dread meetings with your supervisors, or even with your team that reported to you because no action had been taken. And then all the energy would come out of it. And then you'd have, to restart it. And that's something you want to avoid. And that can easily be done just simply by calendar control.
0: I love to sit down on a Sunday night. So it is after, you know, all the busyness of the week, the weekend happens. And uh, we're just kind of settling in for the evening. I love to take out my calendar and look at what does my next week's schedule look like? So I'm looking at my schedule from Monday through Sunday of that coming week. And I look at what are the things that are going to take place that week? What do I need to plan for? Do I still need to menu plan if I haven't menu planned? And I will tell you, this is a big key for me on whether I'm eating right or my family has meals. It's not fend for yourself night Um, (laughs) is my menu planning, having that menu plan, knowing, okay, this is what we're eating each night so that if I need to lay out chicken or I need to lay out meat to thaw or I need to get a special ingredient, I have that all prepared and lined out for me. It also helps me to know who's going where at what time and what events we have for that week if there's anything out of the ordinary. It also helps me plan for just being strategic every single day. I will go back and look at every night, at the end of the night I will look at the schedule to see what do I have going on the next day, and it mentally helps me prepare for that next day, but it's also helping my subconscious to figure out situations before I even dive into that day.
1: I love that. It's really interesting what happens to our subconscious right before we fall asleep. Whatever we've just been thinking about or listening to kind of imprints in there. And our subconscious is, are really powerful and it does allow things to start being solved or give you ideas for the next day or just helps you realize like, okay, this is what my next day is gonna be like.
0: I don't know if you know anybody that is a list maker, a to-do list. And uh, there were times... In In my history, I would make a list and I would put things that were so ridiculous on there just so I had something to cross off. It would be like laundry, wash the dishes, take a shower, really that. I think you know how to do those things. It would be on my list. So I felt like I accomplished something. And right now, if you're getting used to scheduling things and making lists, maybe you do need to do that. This was early on where I felt I had more time and could write down that I needed to shower, or even as a new mom, need a shower. Those things would be on the list. When we make those to-do lists and they, it looks like a, you're looking at that and going, is this pace sustainable? Can I keep up with this?
1: I love that too, because if we find ourselves making a ton of to-do lists for most of us, it is actually a tool of avoidance. The reality is, is like you said, we know we need to take a shower. We know the dog and the cat need to be fed or the cows need to be fed in our case that you got to make supper for the family. I think really challenge yourself on your to-do list to make sure you put things that actually add value to your life. So for example, if you're doing your meal planning, well, yeah, if you don't have specific ingredients in your cupboard, you should plan that and make sure you know what you're going to do for your grocery run. But it's the same with your business goals or your quarterly goals. Like say you're trying to hit a sales goal, know what that is. And then also what's the metric? Like on your grocery list, if you know your recipe calls for a cup of spinach, well, that's your metric. Well, if you're working on an actual business goal with dollars, like if Steve needs to sell a million apples and he needs to sell 27,000 in a day, he knows that he's got to do so many per hour or per day or per week. And he needs to get that on the calendar. And his list should be focused on those tasks. If maybe it has five people he needs to call, like five restaurants that are going to buy apples or five grocery stores. And it creates that very specific action for him to take. And that also helps you look at your calendar and say, can I sustain this pay? And there isn't anyone in modern day that doesn't have a million things on their calendar. You know, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a business person, you're a coach, you have a ton of stuff going on. I'm a daughter. I have a caretake for my 83 year old dad. I've got a couple businesses I'm running, different things. We all have a lot on our plate and by choice or by circumstance that those are there, you know, have you scheduled in rest? Have you scheduled in vacations? One of my favorite things that I like to do is at the beginning of the years, I schedule in my vacation. And I know that COVID last year threw that off I had to completely redo that but way it says again what is your priority if you're trying to find some balance in your life or you want family time but go ahead and get that on there and then you can look at it and say can I maintain this pace and do it consistently and meet my goals this way So I'll give you an example like when I was in corporate America oftentimes I literally had meetings back to back for seven or eight hours a day. It became such that all I did was go to meetings, but I had no time to actually work on deliverables that came out of those meetings. So you'd get to the following week and the next meeting and nothing would be done because all I did was sit in meetings and listen to people or help with other things, but there was no actual action being done. And so what I had to learn how to do was put blocks in my calendar of work time and be really specific about, hey, I'm working on project A from 9 to 10 a.m. or hey, I need a lunch break or I wanna go take a walk. And that way people also wouldn't go and block up my calendar when I just, frankly, I needed a break from everything. And so I would really encourage you guys if you, Even when Jennifer and I take clients, we don't schedule clients back to back on some days because you need time in between a client to either prepare for it or on days where I'm working with a client on like say energetic healing with abundance blocks, I might only be able to do two of those types of clients per day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And so I know my noontime needs to be scheduled with drinking extra water, going for a walk, having some prayer time to make myself the most effective that I can to be of service to that person. And it's the same for you if you're menu planning. If you know that you've got to pick up kids at say four o'clock and you've got to have dinner on the table by 5.30, then work your way back with how long does that recipe take? Or do you need to do the slow cooker today in order to make that happen for yourself? And that brings more value into your calendar. And then if it's really not sustainable, then you know that you either you need to take some things off your calendar, you need to ask for some help. And asking for help might be another person in your household, or frankly, it might be hiring. So there's
0: nothing wrong with that. There's a quote that is by Laura Vanderkam. And she said, instead of I don't have time, try saying, it's not a priority and see how that feels. Absolutely. I love that quote, because I think when you reframe that thought and you're thinking, gosh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. It's about not prioritizing. So it's basically saying, you know, I'm so busy. I can't do that. Well, it's because I'm not making that a priority. So right. prioritize, fill what's right for you and really think about, is this something that I can keep doing every day?
1: I think that's a
0: fabulous point that you
1: bring up. Whatever words we're speaking is what we are going to bring more into our life. So if you are going around and you are saying, I'm so busy, or we're so busy, or I don't know how this is going to happen. That is exactly what's going to happen. And that's going to get cemented in your subconscious. And that is the energy that you're going to continue to attract. It's just like with a to-do list, stop making to-do lists. Because when you make to-do lists, you just simply create more to-do lists. And instead, I always write what I call a manifest list, meaning these are the things that are going to happen. And these are the things that need to happen. It's the same thing of I made a commitment to myself about six years ago, where when someone asked me how I was, I was no longer going to tell them that I was busy. Because being busy is a choice, just like any priority. And I love what you said, Jennifer, about It's really about the priorities and your choices. There's no points for being busy. I hate to break it to anyone who who thinks that, but unfortunately our culture values busyness, but not efficient action. And we really wanna help you move away from busyness by having that calendar blocking really productive sections that support your goals and really metrics that are valuable to you in measuring whether you're actually making progress on that goal. You know, if you're a salesperson and you're still hugging your coffee cup at 9am and you haven't made a sales call as an entrepreneur, you're technically unemployed unless you're in front of a customer. So you need to put the coffee back up and you need to get out and talk to someone or however you communicate with your customers at this time. And and you'll find that as you make forward progress, Progress, that will re-energize you to continue to focus on the things that you actually need to do. When you look at the task on your calendar, instead of dreading them, just add, just say to yourself, I'm so happy and grateful now that things work easily and effortlessly. All the resources I need come to me in the right time and in the right way. I truly believe in divine timing. I know that you do as well. And so I really remind myself when I look at my calendar, like just let God's divine timing play out in my life. I don't want to be a busy, hurried woman. It's about just allowing the timing and the ease and the flow of things to happen. And it's amazing once I changed my mindset on that, how much more just breathing room and space I found in my calendar. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is I'm actually achieving more difficult and bigger
0: goals than I have before. That's awesome. And that's at the end of the day, when someone thinks about, you know, how you made them feel, they're going to notice if you seemed hurried, rushed, like you didn't have the time for them, even your children you know, what's bothering you? What's going on? Decompress before you walk in that house at the end of the day, before you jump into all the things, you know, cooking dinner, you know, book, bath, bed, all those things that you're going to do as a mom and as a wife, once you walk in that door, just decompress, leave it at the door and walk in and enjoy that time with them. And that's a great point because if that's another thing that your calendar shouldn't make you
1: be thinking about the next activity when you're in the current activity, we forget the power of the energy that's in the present moment. This is where you build happiness and authenticity you only get to build happiness in this very moment. And so if you are, say you are working in direct sales and you are on a call with a potential recruit to join your business, if you are not 100% present in that moment, listening to that person, how are you gonna find what their objections are or what their questions are or how you can be of an encouragement to them? This person might be the next business builder for your team Or they might be too scared to say yes to an opportunity that God has clearly aligned for the both of you. And by being present, because you're not thinking about your calendar, (laughs) because you've planned it, really gives you an amazing energetic presence to continue to draw the right business to you, the right relationships. And like you said, Jennifer, people notice when you're present and especially in this distracted age. And you'll find that when you're in the present moment, because you're not worried about your calendar, you will have more ideas. You will be more authentically yourself. I I often remember sitting in meetings in corporate where I knew I was scheduled back to back for eight hours of really different meetings. and, And some were high level, some were with my team of employees, others were with clients, some were in foreign countries, at different time zones. And I remember being in this one meeting, being so mentally checked out because all I could think about was, okay, we've been over this before and I've got to prepare for this meeting in an hour with our clients in Belgium. And I don't have this piece of data back and when am I going to contact this other department, the tax department and get this information? And I missed this whole section of what we were talking about and somebody said to me, hey, have you got this portion of the deliverable? And I had no idea what I was supposed to deliver. And I had to admit that I was not paying attention in that moment. And obviously, then I just created more work for myself. That's part of the power of the calendar piece with that. And it, it just really can help you be more present or happy, more authentic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or have less work to do as <laughs> what happened with you. <laughs> And I love that.
1: And and if I could add something here, Jennifer, I want to speak to the people out there who are kind of like me in terms of like, that we kind of hate to be scheduled. And right now you're just about to like, turn us off because you're like, I don't want to have a calendar system. I struggle sometimes with a calendar system because it feels like I'm so giving away my life to someone else. And so as an entrepreneur, after I left corporate and my time became my own again, um, which let me tell you, as an entrepreneur, that is awesome. (laughs) It really reminded me that the calendar became my symbol of freedom. So, if you tend to be more like me, where you're a higher strategic thinker and too many things on your calendar feels like something's tying you down or slowing you down, learn to use your calendar in a very strategic way to support your freedom. So, for example, Mm -hmm. I know that if I support a client from nine to 10 o'clock, I am going to get paid, which then that income continues to serve me well as an entrepreneur. And so changing my mindset about how I looked at the activities on my calendar helped me re-engage with a calendar system. Now, mine might not be down by the hour, but it is... I have the big buckets on there. So like Jennifer said, I know when I'm going to be doing my faith activities with my church or like love to play pickleball on Wednesday morning. So I don't book clients on Wednesday morning. I know that I might be at pickleball from eight to 11 or nine to 10, but I just know that I'm not going to worry about every 30 minutes, but I've got the big bucket in there. Then I can also put in the goals that are truly important to me. If I'm going to grow my revenue by a certain amount in this quarter, I need to spend three days this week working with clients, developing a course, finishing my book, things like that. And it really helps then keep me when I'm not working, less worried about the loss of my freedom of that time. If you're more like me, don't give up on a calendar system. Just keep working to find one that fits you.
0: Well, and that's, that's really what this whole episode has been about is trying to figure out what works best for you and we've given you some different tips and techniques that have worked for us, have worked for our clients. So do what works for you. Again, it, you don't have to do it exactly like us. Maybe you want to kind of ebb and flow your way through your schedule and have it be looser because that what's, that's what works for you. Enjoy it and enjoy life. We are giving you those tips to allow you to do that with your schedule and fit more of the things in that you love. So I think
1: a really big piece, like I've been really asking myself when I look at my calendar, do I love what's on here? Is it fun? Does it bring joy to my life? Is it service oriented? Is my income producing activities in there? And because if your calendar is filled with things that you hate to do, you need to throw your calendar out and start over. (laughs) (laughs) We need to have lives that we actually want to engage with. And I would say too, to the person who's listening right now, who is not thrilled about what's on your calendar, it's okay. There are times when it's hard and we don't like our calendars very much, but that might be a perfect opportunity for you to consider talking with Jennifer and I one-on-one through a coaching session. It seems kind of trivial sometimes to get coaching around a calendar, but I will tell you, it's one of the most impactful things that you can ask for help around and allow yourself to have that help. So Jennifer and I are both available if you need us.
0: You know, one of those things, Karen, with when it comes to coaching, it doesn't have to be a long-term I'm meeting with Karen every single week on a Wednesday for the rest of my life. No (laughs) coaching sessions. Really? You can have short-term scheduling with a coach. If you need to meet because you need to have a one-on-one session about your calendar, that can be like a one and done kind of situation.
1: And in fact, a lot of coaches offer, you know, 15 minute segments. And at first people are like, oh, only 15 minutes. And the reality is, is it forces you to really delve deep right away into what the issue is. Sometimes you just need a a small course correct. I have many clients where they sometimes just call me up or they'll text me and they'll be like, Hey, I'm just running into this block today. Any ideas? And I can text them back. Or I have one client where she knows that she struggles in a certain area. So we just pop on for 15 minutes and get her going again. And then we're off again. And it it really brings a different value to that. So, you know, needing three or four sessions or one, just engage in coaching if you really need it. It's a really powerful offering that we have available for you guys and take advantage of it.
0: You know, a coach is coming in and they're helping with a certain technique, a certain strategy. And I think a lot of people like to use the word coach, but they're not necessarily coaching, meaning taking a person from one place to another.
1: Right. I think that's a really valuable difference too.
0: Or let's talk about why you're not taking action. Is it that fear of failure? Is it because you just life happen, you know, there's many different reasons, but let's figure out what's, you know, you're just not taking action because you just didn't make it a priority.
1: Or like even the example that I use where I was really dreading putting this thing on my calendar and it's just stupid stuff. Like it's all around being visible. Like I wasn't wanting to schedule, you know, Facebook posts or Facebook lives because I didn't feel like going live or being visible, yeah. you know, and I needed to, you know, get over that and learn and then switch that subconscious of, you know, this is easy, it's effortless, you're going to get a good response. But that was a different kind of coaching that I had to do for myself then as if I was like, okay, Steve's. Got to sell a million apples, we need to make five phone calls right after the one right after another. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Jennifer, I think this is a great time to kind of and really just touch on some of the points that we highlighted today. First of all, engage in using some kind of uh, method or scheduling or calendar system that works for you. The big piece that we talked about was just really customizing something that works for you, whether you're that person who wants to be scheduled down to the minute or more of a free spirit where you're like, oh, I just needed to make sure I don't miss my parents' birthday or something (laughs) on the calendar. But being able to just find that what works for you. And then also the calendar blocking, getting getting your actual priorities on there that match up with what you say your goals are, what your values and beliefs are. And, you know, is that pace sustainable and how do I get in there? And then also that subconscious um, part and that mindset of, you know, don't engage in the busyness, but focus on ease and flow and just allowing things to happen and moving yourself forward and taking some time occasionally just to evaluate, like, is this working or what do I need to adjust? And try it like you won't know unless you actually try it.
0: I like to looking back on each day and making those adjustments. Do you need to adjust that time? If you're just now learning how to schedule or you like to free flow through your day, that's fine. Either way is fine. Do what works best for you. Look at the end of the day before you finish that off or go back to the at the beginning of the day, look at the day before what worked well and then try to replicate those things on an ongoing basis. Love
1: that. And we'd love to hear your feedback and your comments. Do you have a calendar tip that has made things really effective for you? You know, are you a paper planner? Are you an electronic planner? And what is it that really makes you go after your goals? Like how does the calendar actually help you achieve your goals? Not just your goal, but really just creating the life that you desire for yourself. We've got to have that bigger picture vision of saying your goal, again, should line up with that. And really, when you have that inspired why your goals become much easier to schedule and then take action on
0: perfect points karen well thank you so much everybody for joining us today absolutely thank you so much jennifer it's always a pleasure to work with you take care of yourselves and stay healthy we look forward to seeing you back here next week thank you for joining us for today's episode we hope you found value in what you heard today drop us a note to let us know your favorite takeaway or application from today's episode Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes while you're there. Be sure to leave us a review. And as always, if you're ready to grow and advance your own God-given callings, contact Jennifer or Karen for personalized coaching. Don't let your dream go one more day without living it out.